and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of wrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk about American football again this week. So have you been naughty or nice? <laughs> uh, well, we're back for, uh, from our bye week, uh, and uh, yeah, what a week to be back. It was uh, an excellent slate of games this week, which took place in week 14. Luckily for you, we're here to review some of the best of them, uh, as we also look ahead to week 15's games as the regular season enters its home straight. As always, though, let's get started by looking at some of the talking points around the league, and we're going to check in with the Rams as well to see what is happening in LA. So, uh, how's things, D? Did you get up to anything interesting while we are away? I'm trying to remember, and I'm having like a worrying blank, like... Um some kind of eternal sunshine just somebody's deleted for last week I don't remember there's been a lot going on at work and there's been football I've been watching football whether I've been writing about it or talking about it to you it's all been watched it has and one thing that's uh, that's happened this week is the uh, the award of the uh, the Heisman Trophy so something that I generally don't pay a huge amount of attention to usually but obviously being a uh, a, a podcaster I thought it was worth uh, checking out some of the uh, some of the previous winners and that kind of thing so the Heisman Trophy uh, in short is basically a, a trophy awarded to the uh, the player that's voted the best player in the in the college game uh, which as you know is obviously huge over in uh, over in America bigger some may say than the NFL um Previous winners of the uh, of the award include OJ Simpson, uh, Carson Palmer, Reggie Bush, Cam Newton, Jolly Manziel, uh, Tim Tebow, infamous Tim Tebow, uh, and, and my favourite Ricky Williams as well. But this year uh, it has gone to a quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson, who's quarterback at Louisville. Um, yeah, th- th- given that uh, the, that he's he's obviously just won that trophy, he's, he's, he'll obviously his stock will be high for the uh, for the uh, draft in April, shall we say? Uh, who do you think needs QB? Where do you think uh, he could he could potentially land? You? I think there's many a um, spot he could land, but um, I I think you need to delay things by a year because I don't believe he's eligible to come out this year. Oh, is he not? No, <laughs> I believe he he's waiting a year. I mean, the obvious candidates are people like the Browns. Um, there's some talk about the Rams already needing a QB, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 Browns are obviously a huge screaming chasming void at the moment uh, at quarterback um i'm trying to think i keep thinking browns there are others i mean i'm assuming that um the 49ers will be after one and the jets yeah i would have thought that i would have thought so with uh, how um ryan fitzpatrick's been this season it's a uh, it's been a funny old season for quarterbacks i mean it, it, that being said obviously let's have a look at the uh, some of the, the previous winners then uh of the of the uh, the award like i say obviously oj simpson carson palmer reggie bush the list is is quite literally endless uh but uh I think I know what the, what the answer to this is going to be already, but who out of that list is, is kind of, or who of the players that have won the award are, uh, are your, is your favourite? I'm going to throw you a curveball, and I'm going to be Go nice, on. and I'm not going to pick, pick, pick you up too much on the fact that, of course, the, the list isn't literally endless because it's you know, not literally it's, endless. It's, no. Yes, it, it started in the 1940s or so, so you a know, there's that, a very yeah. finite number of people. But um, <laughs> I, I'm assuming you, you're going to say um, you want me to say Carson Palmer is my favourite. That, that's and, the one I was expecting. Yeah. Yes, and he's an excellent. excellent player but um i'm very sorry but when you have barry sanders on the list he wins hands ah. down that's a, that's a good uh, good choice to be fair mine is is of course gonna be ricky williams he's he's he was my favorite player ever when he when he played so uh yeah it's uh yeah some some, some good names i'd uh, i'd very much uh urge anyone who, who doesn't pay much attention to it perhaps hasn't seen much of the uh, of the college game to, to go and check check out perhaps the uh the list of heisman uh, trophy winners because it's yeah there's some there's some big names on there some some people that you, you perhaps wouldn't expect and yeah uh, it's also it's, it's, one of those lists if you look through it, it's a bit like the mvp award and I, I feel sometimes it should be renamed possibly rather than the best player in football the best running back slash quarterback <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, there's not there's not much else, is there? No, but it not doesn't so, seem yeah, to be. It's not like JJ Watt we've got a look in, although 
you know, believe it or not, the Titans, not the Titans, sorry, the Texans were um, given quite a lot of grief when they selected him in the draft, which just goes to show that your quick knee-jerk reaction to the draft is not a wise idea. No, that's it. And I mean, it's not always it's not always hits that uh, that, that kind of make that, is it? There's uh, you had people like like Johnny Manziel, who obviously didn't didn't do a huge amount when he was uh, when he was in the league. So it doesn't it's not a guarantee. No, it really isn't. And um, Lamar Jackson's another running quarterback. I mean, you know, they're actually talking about a cross between of him between sort of Vince Young and um, Michael Vick. And obviously, I think they'll be hoping for um, Michael Vick's on-field success. Um, Vince Young was effective for a very short period. But running quarterbacks, it's always a little bit interesting to see how well they translate into um, the league. Because at some point, to be sustained success, you have to become some form of quarter, um, pocket quarterback. And you only have yeah. to look at the development between what um, Russell Wilson's been able to do in the last season and a half. And he still uses his own mobility, but he doesn't take the big hits. And then look at someone like Vince Young or Colin Kaepernick and see how dangerous that route can be. Yeah. Well, one uh, team that you mentioned potentially would, uh, would, would would benefit from a new quarterback, possibly, or there's talk of them benefiting from a new quarterback, is the LA Rams. So um, we're going to have a look at what's going on with them so far, because it's, uh, it's been a big weekend for them. They've, they've recently, they've just after this weekend, uh, sacked their, their head coach, Jeff Fisher. Uh, they're four and nine for the season going into week week fifteen, and they've just one uh, one win out of their last nine games. It's a uh, it's an interesting time, isn't it, to to get rid of your coach? Uh, it's very definitely a may you live in interesting times thing going on in mm. um, LA because obviously they've only just had the news leaked for. Um, there's been some discussion. I'm not sure whether we've discussed it on the pod or not, but there had been, you know, widely speculated that Jeff Fisher had signed a new contract in the summer, and it turns out he had signed an extension. Um, and but you know, it was only just confirmed that yes, he's our man, and we're sticking with him last week, um, despite all the arguments with um, Eric Dickerson about sideline yeah. access and stuff. And then it looks like the absolute shellacking they picked up this week against the Falcons, who were missing, I believe both um, Sanu and Julio Jones, Julio Jones. from yeah, their were... receiving core and you know at 42 nothing or whatever it was at one point um, they only decided it was enough was enough mm. well uh, they've put John uh, John Fassel is that how you pronounce his name John Fassel I, I think it's Fassel Fassel whatever uh, special teams coordinator uh, he's taken over for the uh, for the last three games and I, I, do, you, do you really think there's, there's, he can he can really do much in that in that in that time they're looking for a for sort of like a quick kickoff reaction I mean is it I mean you're a little bit struck because who else are you going to pick you can't pick the defence after their performance over the last few weeks they've been shedding points all over the place and you can't pick the offence because it's been moribund and awful all season so um, that sort of leaves you with a special teams coach but if you notice that teams have sort of worked out that um if your offensive stroke defensive coordinator calling the games anyway then then special teams coach is quite a good one because he can sort of run the sort of a clock management and it doesn't interfere too much with the running of his teams. So if you looked at say the Broncos when they lost um uh, uh ba ba Gary Kubiak for that week and also the Vikings when um uh, Mike Zimmer was out, you know, they picked up on this coach to sort of run the game clock. So that Seems to be fairly standard. I think he's quite highly thought of. Um, and obviously they've pulled off a few special plays recent years. If you remember, they're fairly certain they were the team that pulled off the fake punt return, where one guy fake it on one side to return and the other. So you know, he's been quite successful, but it's hard to see what they're going to do other than if they've tuned out Jeff Fisher and his um, cries about we're not going to be 7-9. and nine. Well, you weren't even 7-9 and nine this year. And so maybe yeah. a new voice will, will, will pick them up. But... Um, if nothing else, you should be able to say, look, they're firing guys, you know, we're in LA, this is a new market, we demand success, you guys are playing for jobs. 
Mm. Well, that's it. I mean, and and the, the last three games that they've got to play, they're at Seattle for to play the Seahawks, and then they uh, they host the 49ers and the Cardinals in in LA. So, I don't know personally. Obviously, if they're going to win one of those games, it's going to be the 49ers, isn't it? But the Seahawks can be taken at the minute. I yeah, that was a. I'm not sure how much of that was Seahawks and how much of that was um, the Packers finally having a yeah. good week. Um, I wouldn't write more on that pa- later. Uh, yeah, I won't write <laughs> off the Seahawks too soon. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Oh yeah, the 49ers is the obvious game that game that they're yeah. going to circle if they want to, you know, like add one more. Do you think they will? I'm not sure. You really have to see if there's. We'll know more from Sunday once um, we've seen the reaction. Say Sunday, aren't they the Thursday game this week? And um, yes, they are. Yeah. So um, we'll know more. <laughs> we'll know more Friday. But um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see whether there's a spark and a reaction. Breaking news. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. We've, we've this is a this is a strange thing. We don't usually do this. We just we we are travelling back in time. So when you hear this. We've we've actually just finished recording the podcast. However, the Cardinals uh, have just released Michael Floyd. So uh, Mike, the uh, the wide receiver uh, was arrested on DUI charges a couple of days ago. Uh, he's been cut. That's uh, quite big news for the Cardinals, isn't it? It is. He's been having a, a not a great season, if, if if memory serves. If I've not got my receivers mixed up on the Cardinals, he's been struggling this year and not been playing very well. Mm. And there's a there's an old thing that you'll hear Andrew Brandt talking about, which talent sort of defines opportunity, and there's a certain amount of leeway given to certain players. But um, DUI is obviously a very serious charge, and clearly they've just had enough and have decided that, that, that the talent and stuff is not worth um, this particular incident. And so, yeah, it's, it's not something you see very often at this time of year, and I, it's hard for me to say, oh, no, you shouldn't take a strong stance, but equally, you know, you hope the player will get some support to, to, to you know, learn to make better decisions in future. And I don't yeah. believe that um, although he was arrested DUI, I don't think it was a, a, an incident. Thank goodness, because you know there'd have been even bigger news about it. But certainly, it you know at this time of year, I, I don't know why it applies to this time of year. You always get the you know don't drink COVID campaigns in UK when you know basically don't drink and drive full stop, whether it's Christmas yeah. or not. And yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not too much else to say really, other than big news. No. And yeah, I I hope he learns his lesson. Do you do you are you changing your pick Cardinal Saints this week? To be honest, the way the season's been going, I don't think it will have a huge effect. Which <laughs> is, I suspect, not. why they were so quick to make a move. Excellent. Well, back to the pod. <laughs> okay, it's so week fourteen, starting on Thursday night with a trip for the Oakland Raiders going to Kansas to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Unfortunately, they uh, they went home with the loss. It was twenty-one. 13 to the Chiefs at the end of, uh, of this one. Uh, both teams went into this game needing to uh, to win to try and uh, stay at the top of the uh, of their division. Um, but it was a strange one. All of the scoring, with the exception of one field goal, was done in the first half, wasn't it? It was quite a uh, quite a strange little little game. Yeah, but I'm sort of kicking myself a little bit because I almost changed my mind late on, and you know that our policy of changing your minds never works. But very much it so. should have done in this because one thing that I was looking at was um, that if you look at um, Derek Carr's performance in, in cold weather, he's really bad, and he's got an injured um, little finger at the moment, and he was really quite bad. Part mm. of that was to do with the fact that the Chiefs' defense is very good, and I think that explains as much as anything what happened in the second half because the Chiefs defence um, Justin Houston has just come back and is playing amazingly well already and so they were really able to control the output of the um, Raiders and then the Raiders actually ran the ball okay 
um, but they weren't able to be um, efficient and punch the ball in. And so um, it, it sort of it didn't didn't quite work out on that side. And then um, Kansas mm. just did, couldn't run the ball effectively against the um, Raiders' defense, which has is still not great, but solidified a bit over the last few weeks. But um, they weren't able to do enough on the road in in Arrowhead, which is a famous stadium for its home field advantage in the freezing cold, to get anywhere near really winning this game. Yeah, and no, that's it. Well, one one player who had a particularly uh, up and down game, shall we say, is Tyreek Hill. Um, dropped a punt return, which was recovered by the Raiders early doors, uh, and then later returned a punt for seventy eight yards for a touchdown. He had, and, and I think he got a uh, got another touchdown as well. So, yeah, good good uh, good and bad day for him, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's it's he's he's a player that's garnered much attention both for his play and some of his off field history. Yeah, and um, but. The thing that the, the I'm fairly certain Chris Collingworth said said of this game was that you can't teach you can't coach four two speed and the guy is just so quick and you're, yeah you're, absolutely and he's actually beginning to play plays on offense he's not that sort of um, Tavon Austin gadget player where he's electric when he's got the ball in his hands but you know he's beginning to run routes properly and be featured in the offense and mm. when you've got Jeremy Macklin looking like he's going to come back as well it, it's been um, the, the Chiefs sort of doing it with a little bit of everything rather than a particularly good offense. Uh, Alex Smith is doing his game manager, moving between the 20s, efficient self. Defense is coming up and they've been quite aggressive on special teams. I thought the fake punt they ran the other week was just incredible because um, they sort of faked as if they were trying to pull them offside. They didn't go for it. But they took the time out and then ran the fake punt, which was um, a direct snap to um, the fullback who pretty much took it for a touchdown. It was, you know, really rather impressive. Yeah, well, now it's, it, we're obviously getting towards the business end. Looking at their their division, the AFC West, it's very close, isn't it? Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders now, after this game, both on ten and three. Uh, Broncos have dropped off slightly; they're on eight and five. But it's it's uh, yeah, it's a strong division this year. It is a very strong division. Um, Oakland have a huge disadvantage is that they've now been swept by the Chiefs, so mm. they need to basically win more games than than Kansas over these next three if they want to. Um, win the division but you can see um they've got uh, also got a two game advantage against the nearest wildcard potential team so you'd like to think that both of them will be in the um playoffs but i suspect yeah. um the um raiders might be the wildcard yeah i think they will i'm i'm personally hoping the uh, the broncos drop off further and the uh, the dolphins carry on picking up some wins because well, i could really uh, i would really we enjoy should discuss a bit of, bit of that in a bit football. because you know absolutely <laughs> there, there, yeah. there's some problems coming up for for, for your team mm, yeah let's uh, yeah we'll 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 talk about that in a little bit picks wise uh, we both picked the raiders uh, as you say obviously you uh, thought about changing but uh, but didn't but uh, yeah i'm quite glad you didn't we were both wrong um, in a in a week where where you picked up two two games so uh, hmm um, the <laughs> second game is the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, this is uh, your game. It's the, uh, the the battle of Ohio. The uh, Bengals won this one, twenty three ten. Poor old Browns going into it. Uh, 0-12 now 0-13 for the uh, for the season but Bengals haven't been really much better I've only picked up uh, their first win last week since uh, since these teams met back in, in late October um, but you started strong and did pretty well yeah frustratingly the Bengals finally after having line problems for the season not fixed it but um, the benching for Bowie seems to have helped a little bit and I don't think it's coincidental that they've got a couple of wins and mm. 
they just had more than the Browns were capable of dealing with. Uh, the weather was pretty horrible, which I think possibly explains some of the low-scoring affair all round. But um, RG3 didn't look good at all on his return. He was he was particularly inaccurate with the ball, which sort of hampered their defence. And yeah, it, it sort of felt like a fairly routine win, other than the other routine which keeps happening, which is uh, Mike Nugent missing more kicks. Surprisingly enough, yeah. I, I, my, uh, my notes here have... Uh, about uh, about Nugent missing a PAT. Seriously, another one. No, really, and a thirty-six yard field goal. Um, he's been cut, hasn't he? He's uh, he's he's been uh, on the wrong end of it this this week. Yeah, and uh, and Randy Bullock's come in. Yeah, it's it's. It's, it's it's one of his horrible ones because he's scored like the first most points as a Bengal, mm. and he's been a very serviceable kicker for a long time. And so you, it's very hard to sort of see him basically get the yips this season and but it's just got to a point where it's almost not fair on him and and you hate to see a career end like that and I you know you don't know if he's going to get another chance to come back or whether he'll be on these merry-go-round of um, experienced kickers and what will happen next year but yeah so sad to see him go but I'm not exactly surprised no I'm not your Russian game was pretty good though wasn't it yeah, um, Rex Burkhead, we've got a couple of um, running backs who are pretty good in the game but don't always um, get the chance to play because of having um, Gio Bernard and um, and um, Johnson there. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Rex Burkhead, I've sort of seen him flash this in, um, in during the season before and he, he got the chance to, um, you know, demonstrate skills in a real game. Yeah, um, looking at the Browns, anyone particularly uh, have a good day? Do you think uh, for, for for Cleveland? Um, you've got to think that um, Jamie Collins is um, pretty impressive, um, and I, I, I do worry about that. I'm wondering if the Browns are planning to franchise him, or whether they're just going to let him hit the market. I can't think they want to because of that. But well, you they know, won't. But the fact that they've signed him but haven't got a contract extension for him, it could be an interesting thing as what 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 who's going to blink first and what they're going to do with that. Um, yeah. There's bits and pieces of a team there, but it's just gone so wrong, and the lines are such a problem at the moment that um, it's going to take a big, you know, another huge tranche of picks, and they're going to have to do something about long-term quarterback. I suspect. I think I think it's a rebuild off-season, isn't it? I think they're probably looking forward to getting to the end. Well, of the they were sort of and, always and expecting it. They were, you know, this was always going to be a long-term project, but they really, you know, they were planning to bottom out, and oh boy, have they bottomed out. <laughs> certainly have um, well you uh, you picked this one correctly you uh, you backed your Bengals and you were uh, you were right on this so that was one of the uh, one of the games you picked up on me so uh, yeah good good work for that one um, the third game this is the uh, the Dolphins game so Dolphins Cardinals um, faced off this week uh, the, the Miami Dolphins won this one uh, 26-23 it finished a pretty exciting game it was one of those games that, that was, was, was kind of it, it looked like it was going to be a lot more one-sided than it ended up being but it, yeah it, it ended up a, a pretty good game how when you say it ended, it looked like it was going to be a lot more lopsided than, 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 than it ended up being. Who was who was in the ascendancy in your view in that? Point? Well, we we I thought the Dolphins looked looked pretty good for most of the game, and then the Cardinals kind of came back into it uh, towards the end, and, uh, and and they 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 tied it up. We ended up uh, having to having to score a field goal. Thank God we didn't have uh, have, have Nugent uh, kicking for us. Uh, we had to uh, score a field goal in the last second, which which I, I might add 
could quite easily we could quite easily not have had time to uh, to take if if Williams hadn't gone down when he did. Uh, he he kind of held on to the ball and, and stayed up for for far too long in my in my eyes and, and, right. and eventually eventually went down with a second to go. But he, he wasn't he was making no kind of effort to get down and give us time. He was trying he was trying to go for glory. Were you uh, shouting at the television more than a little very bit much? At that point? Oh, very much. Yeah, very <laughs> much. There was uh, I did quite a lot of, uh, of of shouting at the television uh, on 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 Sunday. It was it was a it was a fairly sloppy game. I mean, the, the, there was it, it had been absolutely torrential rain for for. Uh, uh, certainly the first quarter and then it was it was it got slightly better but was still kind of raining on and off for the for the rest of the game as well there were five turnovers in the first quarter including a, a ridiculous decision where JJ clearly recovered a fumble at the one yard line but it was given to the cardinals even after a review which i don't i didn't uh, didn't agree with um but the uh, yeah it was it was a it was a funny one the, the cardinals didn't um didn't look particularly good on offense uh, they have not all they got, season Carson Palmer's looked wrong the line yeah. hasn't been able to protect him the passing game not really worked. I mean, 145 yards is surprising for a um, um, Bruce Arians um, uh, coach team. And it's interesting, yeah. you don't seem to have had too bad a job of um, keeping, at least containing David Johnson, who's really wrecked some teams this yeah. year. Yeah, did to be to be fair, did 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 quite a good job of it. And it was it was it there was only there was only one there was one big rushing touchdown from from JJ Nelson in the first quarter. Yeah. But other than that, there was there was very little that they that they really managed to to put on us. I was quite I was quite pleased with that. I must I've say. sort and, of lured into picking them on on the full storm of the, you know a more <laughs> competent looking performance. Although I can't remember who it was, and I'm fairly certain it was tongue in cheek. But there was somebody claiming that it, there needed to be an investigation to how the Dolphins had managed to make it so that it rained harder for the Cardinals than it was for Dolphins <laughs> during the, when they yeah. were playing an offense. It kind of did, to be fair, and it, it, I mean it wasn't all all great for for the Dolphins. Tannehill um, is well, he looks. I don't know if you've heard anything. I I have heard that they think it's it's an ACL. They don't think he's going to need surgery. But I heard, I heard sprain any... rather than full tear. So yeah, uh, but, but I don't know when he's likely to be back. No, I haven't heard anything like that either. So it was, it was quite. A, it, it was a pretty horrible tackle, to be honest, on and and a real to a real. Bad shoulder to the knee. Was um, that and, um, and, was that the play that um, I'm blanking on? Kalea Campbell got called for roughing the passer. Uh, I don't think he did. I don't think he did, but it because I think he hit him pretty much as he threw, so it wasn't. A, but yeah, but it was going low. Late. But I thought was yeah, the it problem, was going and, low. And, and should have if it wasn't, it should have been called for roughing the passer mm. low hit. I can't. I can't remember. And I don't think it was necessarily deliberate. I think you know it's very hard if you're. You know, going up against the block and they disappear, and you're 300 pound yeah. man falling to, to to magically roll out. You know, to go ah, I'm going to hit the quarterback too low and roll out the way. But yeah, no, you you spot on. But it was it was it was one of those where it just it it didn't look very nice at all. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, Matt Moore took over. It didn't didn't do much throwing to start with, I must say. But he uh, he did uh, he did towards the end. He started uh, started putting some uh, putting some throws in as well. Um, and yeah, like, like I say, obviously the Cardinals got got back into it towards the end, tied it up with three minutes left. And uh, yeah, it was a we we ended up getting the uh, getting the field goal to, uh, to to take the win. So it was a it was a funny old game. It was one that I thought we probably could have won a bit more comfortably than we did. It was very sloppy, uh, very kind of. There was some some big interceptions, a lot of big, a few in, big interceptions, uh, and and even probably even and more fumbles. And they really stuffed your snaps. running game. I mean, you know, JJ yeah. twenty attempts for forty eight yards. That's that's yeah. not you know that's pretty rubbish. It is. It is. It's 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 lucky that this week I uh, started Jeremy Hill instead instead of him <laughs> in the uh, in my fantasy team. Uh. But, uh, 
Nobody wants do... to hear about your team. What, that I'm 14 and 0? I think they do. I, I, um, I'm thinking, no, seriously, dude, I, I, I'm going to have to pull an ed- ed- editorial <laughs> rank soon. <laughs> Um, the uh, we, I, one thing I did do right in this one was, was picking the Dolphins. I uh, I picked this one, so uh, yeah. I apologise for my lack of faith. <laughs> one point to me. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm quite. You keep having no faith in the Dolphins. We'll keep. I'll keep taking points off you. Um, the the final game was the uh, that we watched was the Seahawks and the Packers. Uh, yeah, good game. This one. Well, I say good game. The, the Packers had a point to prove. Uh, they they they. Um, Kind of uncharacteristically entered this this week at six and six, so I think this this has been a, a bit of a disappointing season for all involved in Green Bay. Um, and Seattle really needed to, to kind of cement themselves at the top of the NFC West as well, uh, which has been kind of one of the one of the poorer divisions you'd probably say. Um, but Aaron Rodgers had a had a game and a half, didn't he? Yeah, um, the demise of Aaron Rodgers has been much exaggerated. We've sort of yeah. talked about the fact that you know things have not been clicking, etc. But I think we've said all along that, that a lot of the criticism seemed somewhat overplayed. And yeah, there's a real demonstration of that this week with the um, with him coming out and playing very well. Um, interesting. This is the game that I'm looking at um, coaching tape, just because. Ah. Um, well, I, I noticed we talked. You remember we talking earlier in the. Um, of the year about Richard German and how good he was and whether he was still worth whether he was yeah yes so yeah. I chose this week because apart from anything else I was talking about the fact that um, I remember a couple of years ago where where they famously played at the beginning of the season and the Packers didn't target um, didn't target Sherman at all mm. and I didn't see him throwing a lot at his side in this game but they no, seem to be finding ways out so I wanted to take a look at Sherman see how maybe the lack of Earl Thomas was doing it but my focus is on Sherman but also seeing how the passing attack went but yeah it, it was sort of some long bombs and the Seahawks just really struggled on offense the, the pressure got to them quite a bit and they just broke up the plays and weren't able to really get anything going on offense and so the Packers were able to just consistently move the ball and they seemed to be running a bit more not necessarily like hugely effective and, but it's hardly a surprise when um, the Seahawks cut a player and he signs with the um, with the with the team that Christine Michael you know had a point to prove but equally yeah. you could see why possibly they got hit upset with him when at one point um on a run play Aaron Rodgers turns to hand the ball off and Michaels has gone in the opposite direction mm. well uh, like you say obviously one one thing I think that probably helped the uh, the, the, uh, the the Packers was that uh, that Russell Wilson kept throwing it straight to them uh, it was well, <laughs> five well I think that's a little it? bit unfair Russell Wilson given that three of them bounced off receivers hands pretty much into well. uh, Packers arms so yeah I think you can call him for two of them but you know they were they, they were there were a couple of deflections that went up in the air. In fairness, there was also another one that could have gone got caught but didn't. Um, it wasn't the worst interception of, of, of the week, but we'll, we'll come to that. Well, at least the one that I saw. We'll come to that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, th- it was it wasn't a great off- offensive performance at all from from the Seahawks. No, it really, it? really think, wasn't. But it, is this uh, to me? I think I, I don't know about you. I, th- I thought this was probably one of the worst I've seen for a long while out of, out of Seattle. Uh, they had that terrible performance against the Bucks where the line fell apart. This was. Not quite the same, but yeah, they were struggling. They couldn't run the ball as effectively. And, and the, in fairness, the Packers' defense has been quite pretty good against mm. stop, about stopping the run against most teams, barring the Cowboys. And a lot of teams have struggled stopping the run against the Cowboys this season. But yeah, they, yeah. they weren't able to get anything going consistently. I think, which is as big a problem as any they had. Yeah, we're looking looking ahead towards the uh, the, the postseason uh, as we tend to do at this time of the year. Um, it looks like Seahawks are going to top their division, but uh, given that they're 
two games behind the Lions and level with the Vikings. Do you think this is going to be the first year for, well, for ages that the Packers are going to miss out? I think there's a chance they might just because they've left themselves so much to do. And when you look at the fact that um, you've got the Washington, who've got, I think that they get an advantage because of that tied game. So they're seven and five mm. rather than seven and six. You've yeah. got um, Detroit nine and four. I mean, they might catch them. Minnesota are lurking around, but you've got the Giants on nine and four who look to be, you know, set up to, um, to 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 hopefully you know maybe secure themselves a wild card space um, behind the Cowboys and you've got both Atlanta and um, Tampa Bay on eight and five you know it, it's it's very possible that the Packers might miss out this season. Yeah, I I, I think they probably will to be perfectly honest, and and that is strange. That's I, I can't remember the last time they did. So uh, do you remember um, us earlier in the season, or possibly even preseason, talking about how how it's possible that they've not surrounded Aaron Rodgers with enough talent to make the mess of, the best of his window? This would be a big argument in that. I, you know, you don't necessarily see changes, but um, because of the their ownership structure and and contracts and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's not been a good season. Let's put it that way. No, well, we both uh, we both picked the Seahawks on this one. Both uh, both got that, <laughs> both one, that one wrong. Very wrong. So, very very wrong. Absolutely. Well, let's have a look at the uh, the rest of the games then there of the uh, of the weekend of uh, week fourteen. So Sunday night saw the Steelers taking the trip to a very cold looking Buffalo in a game which uh, the Bills really needed to win to keep them uh, keep their their dreams alive for hopes for uh, January football. Uh, unfortunately for them though, the Steelers were determined to keep themselves in it too and now sit atop the AFC North after winning this one. Uh, it was a close game, uh, but the Steelers had nearly twice as much possession as the Bills and made the most of it too despite Ben and Roethlisberger having one of the worst games of his career uh, the game finished 27 points to 20 to Philadelphia um, you did mention um, Le'Veon Bell's pretty amazing day where he nearly accounted for 300 yards of offence on his own so yeah uh, Big Ben had a bad day but ye gads Le'Veon Bell had a good yeah fair, fair play, to, fair play and to also the rumours are starting that um, Rex Ryan is not long for um, that team's coach I don't know really? if it's ha- actually happening yet, but yeah, the, the, there's strong rumours that um, the front office is not getting on with him and he could be gone at the end of the season. Mm, let's keep an eye on that one. Uh, well, Ford Field hosted a divisional game between the Lions and the Bears this week. These two are usually fighting out for the uh, third place in the NFC North, but this year the Lions find themselves topping the group. With that in mind, uh, it was probably wasn't much of a surprise that they came away with a win, although uh, what was a surprise was how close Chicago managed to keep it. The lead changed twice in the last quarter, but in the end the Lions emerged victorious by 20 points to 17. Three points also separated uh, the Broncos and the Titans, but it didn't look like it would be uh, that close until right towards the end of the game, uh, as the Broncos didn't manage to put a single point on the board until midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, Mariota couldn't manage to make uh, into triple figures passing yards, but Magical Trevor uh, didn't have any such problems amassing 334 yards from his 35 total completions. Uh, it was just as well he did, though, because the Broncos managed just 18 rushing yards through the whole game. After all of that, though, the final score in Denver was 13-10 to the Titans. The AFC South seems to be taken over from last year's NFC East as the division that nobody wants to win. Uh, and both the Colts and the Texans entered this game uh, in this weekend at 6-6 six and six for the season so far. Houston were the ones leaving with the game with the win, though. Despite amassing 124 penalty yards, the win came largely thanks to their kicker, uh, Nick Novak, uh, who was responsible for 16 of the Texans' 22 points. The game's finished 22-17 with Houston keeping their 100% divisional record intact. 
The Vikings have been notorious in falling apart towards the back end of games this season, uh, but we're only too happy to see the back of that reputation uh, this weekend. They face the Jaguars, who themselves have now lost their last eight games. Uh, the Jags were up by four points going into the fourth quarter, but a couple of late touchdowns from the Vikings gave them the game. The game saw 550 p- passing yards and nearly 200 rushing yards between the two teams, uh, so it was uh, a little surprising to see the game dominated, dominated by kicking points, with just three, three total touchdowns. Uh, the game finished 25-16 to Minnesota. Washington and Philadelphia met in the first of two all NFC North clashes on Sunday in Philadelphia and the win really could have gone either way with the uh, back and forth nature of this game. Uh, both quarterbacks put up some pretty impressive numbers and while the Redskins led for the majority of the game they couldn't put it out of the Eagles reach. A touchdown with less than two minutes to go saw them off though and uh, even though the Eagles got within touching distance a fumble from Wentz put them uh, out of the game. Final score here was 27-22 to Washington. And they were having fun in this game because the long snapper of the Eagles um, injured himself in a wrist and then they lost the only other player who um, was known to be able to long snap and so they were apparently hoping, holding auditions to see who could um, be their emergency third long snapper because who has oh, one. brilliant. So um, yeah. that's a sight not too often seen in the NFL. And that's why that's why they warm up and the the people behind us at Wembley earlier uh, this year were all uh, banging on about how, how why do they need to warm they up. They really, really upset you, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, the Panthers were pretty dominant in their game uh, this week as they faced San Diego Chargers uh, and even got themselves a celebratory safety with a sack on Philip Rivers in the fourth quarter. Uh, neither QB was at their best and the defensive uh, defences managed to pick up seven sacks between them in the game, uh, which was, other than that, fairly unremarkable. Final score in Carolina was 28 points to 16, with both teams going into week 15 at 5-8. and eight. Yeah, and the um, Chargers really looked to have had, had two bad injuries too many with both uh, Melvin Gordon and Joey Bosa going out with look like mm. fairly long term things certainly you don't want to see your um, rookie who's look, play, been playing so well getting a neck injury you certainly don't well by rights the Jets facing the 49ers should really have been a, uh, an absolute stinker but they managed to pull it, pull it together to put on a pretty entertaining game in Santa Clara uh, the game looked uh, like it needed <laughs> by rights the Jets facing the 49ers should really have been a stinker but they managed to put together a pretty entertaining game in Santa Clara the game took overtime to separate as it was 17 all at the end of regulation after a hell of a second half comeback from the Jets who went in at half time 17-3 up these two teams put the best part of 400 yards together on the ground, so it came as no surprise that it was the rushing touchdown in which settled it in overtime. The game finished 23 points to 17 to New York. There we go. Thank you very much, G. Um, <laughs> a hell of a game in LA saw the uh, dominant performance from the Atlanta Falcons uh, in a very one-sided game. Uh, going into the fourth, they were winning 40 by 42 points to nothing uh, with even the defensive unit uh, getting themselves in on the action returning an interception and a fumble recovery uh, for touchdowns unbelievably the two teams were almost level in yardage uh, even though the Rams got themselves uh, a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns uh, the Falcons won this one by 42 points to 14 uh, in what will be Jeff Fisher's final game as the Rams head coach Tampa Bay have one of the uh, been one of the surprise packages of the year so far uh, and have now won seven of their last nine games. Uh, they had a comparatively low scoring game this week though uh, with the, uh, the the New Orleans Saints uh, who found themselves behind for the whole game in this one. Uh, with the exception of a field goal uh, each, the, all of the scoring was done by half-time and the Buccaneers will enter week 15 at 8-5 and five to keep themselves level at the top of the NFC South. The final score was 16 points to 11. And they really have been quite impressive over the last few weeks and I feel like we possibly yeah. ought to watch them fairly soon. 
I think that's probably a good uh, probably a good idea. Yeah, um, the late game on Sunday saw the Dallas Cowboys franchise re- record winning streak come to an end at the hands of the New York Giants, who, funnily enough, also beat them in Week One. Uh, the win keeps the Giants in contention to win the division at least mathematically. Uh, it was a low scorer with all of the uh, Dallas points coming in the first quarter uh, and all of the Giants coming in the third. Uh, New York won this one by ten points to seven. And finally, on Monday night, sorry, go on, G. No, I was just going to say that um, I quite enjoyed the fact that um, somebody was telling me that, the, or I heard someone saying that the Cowboys' record was eleven and Giants. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's not a bad way of, des- of describing it. Um, well, finally, on Monday night, the Patriots took another big step towards securing postseason football, uh, and they did so in style with a, uh, a a lot of top quarterbacks having a nightmare week this week. Uh, there was no sort of uh, problems in New England with seven hundred and thirty passing yards between them. Uh, Flacco and Brady both had great games. Uh, in the end, though, it was more one sided than the final score would probably have you believe, though, uh, with the Patriots taking control early and keeping it that way throughout. Final score was New England thirty, Baltimore twenty three. And I enjoyed this game a lot, but it also featured one of the. Um more bizarre um, interceptions that you'll see Thomas uh, Thomas Tom Brady throw I don't know if he's a Tom or a Thomas I've no idea I've always known him as Tom yeah me too but uh, it was just a bad throw and, and I was sitting there when you were talking about Aaron Rodgers and interceptions earlier and I'm just thinking yeah and that one was a bad one from Tom Brady but it shouldn't have been as close as this the um, Patriots really did rather well but had like two consecutive horrible punt screw ups which basically let the um, Ravens into cover and got me a point Mm, well, that's it, and uh, and you're you're going into this uh, next week two points up. So uh, yeah, well done. Sorry about that, but it was a really entertaining game. <laughs> the ball is loose. It's a fumble. Right, and G, it's time for us to have a look at what you've been writing about on the blog this week. Uh, well, the last couple of weeks, shall we say, because, uh, yeah, we had a uh, bit of a buy last week, didn't we? Uh, Sunday saw a particularly interesting uh, post this week on uh, on something that I certainly am feeling around this time of the season, the uh, the grind. Uh, tell us a bit more about that. Well, it was just um, me taking a chance to stretch my wings as ever. Um, seems to be what <laughs> happens. when you Whenever you come with, oh, it's an interesting post this week, it's usually me trying to do something weird. But, uh, I like them. Um, it's just for, um, at this time of year, they always talk about it being a long season, um, we, I think there's two functions of that that people tend to forget is that it is a long season so people seem to think after week three if you remember how good the Eagles were looking it's like oh yeah they were running for the Super Bowl and everything else that, yeah. you know we're now okay there's three weeks left but we've only just entered into the final quarter of the season and already you know you're looking at things possibly changing over the last few weeks with the Cowboys um, the Bengals have picked up over the last couple of weeks you know a thing's going to happen uh, look at Tannehill getting injured and I was just commenting mm. on the fact that um, this is a real grind for the players because they've been at this since um, training camps in July with very little time off and just trying to compare it to the act of writing um, just as something that I do that's similarly long in terms of you know you spend six nine months pulling a draft together of a book and, and the idea of you just keep doing it only the thing is that for me a bit like with this um, with the blog and a bit like you you running this podcast our lives um sort of are the predominant thing so you know something came up and we couldn't do a podcast last week it's kind of the other way around for these guys which i, I think is just an interesting twist and something worth bearing in mind you know they are playing like the majority of the games on christmas eve this year on a saturday but there's still yeah. two teams that are playing on christmas you know the, 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 the guys are in training it's not like they can go out and have the christmas dinner we have and you know these guys are humans and i just thought it was interesting to maybe look and play with that um where the similarities are and where the differences are just because at the end of the day they are human beings okay very talented ones with physical gifts that you know neither you or i shall ever know but who are extremely well paid yes but still (laughs) you know they have their own problems and if you look at how many of them go broken stuff money brings its own problems my friend 
It certainly does. Well, you uh, you, you mentioned what you're going to uh, write about on the uh, for the for, for the um, coaching the, tape. The... Yes, yes. So I'll be looking at Rich Sherman as a corner and possibly straying a little bit into the effect of Earl Thomas not being there. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure when I write write on my on my my ranging piece because um, I get a chance to think about it for a bit longer and attack it on a Sunday morning these days. Lovely. What a what a nice lie in for you, and then uh, and then followed by a nice a nice little nice little podcast yeah, of whatever yeah, you've got uh, in your head. It's I, I, I'm always slightly worried when it's like you know I'm trying to find the right time because it's not often <laughs> it's not unusual for me to be up and sort of writing and doing before seven on a Sunday, and I'm sort of thinking, no, what time is it acceptable to to uh, send a text asking for pics Cause I, <laughs> and not up, and not upset your good lady or yourself. That's it. Well, uh, for all of that and much more from G, make sure you stay tuned to the blog this week. It can be found at thewrongfootball.com. Are you ready for some football? Right, as I've mentioned a couple of times, you're uh, going into this one with a, uh, a couple of point lead on me this uh, this week, G. So, uh, yeah, let's have a, let's have, have a uh, quick look at uh, week 15 and the games that are playing this week. So, first of all, uh, the, the Thursday night game is the, the Rams and the Seahawks. This has got a huge, huge swing on it. So, for, the, the Rams are giving 14 and a half points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. My rule is pick the home team unless there's a really good reason to not to. I'm not sure this is a good enough reason not to. Except, I mean, basically, if in betting parlance you want to, this is a stay away because you don't know what you're getting out of the Rams, and that's a huge number of points, and it's just like, yeah, not interested. We have to pick yeah. it. I'm tempted by the Seahawks. I really am because you know look at what the Rams put up but very often by, f- by 15 points well this is the thing is that very often you would expect a um, um, a better effort from from a, from a team that's just had their coach fired but has Goff done anything have their offense done anything to suggest that they'll do things bear in mind that this was the stat on Sunday the Falcons had scored when they were 42 nil up more touchdowns than the Rams at that point in the Coliseum blimey Wow, I didn't realise that. Yeah, there's a reason <laughs> Jeff crazy. Fisher got fired. Wow. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna. I think that's too many points for me. I'm I'm going. I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm but saying I, I, don't I think will probably win. join you, but I'm saying it's not so crazy to pick the Seahawks. Mm. Well, strangely, this week there's a game on Saturday. I don't I don't quite understand why. That I don't, I'm not sure quite often why at the myself. end of the season. It's because we don't have college football anymore. College. I did wonder if it was that. I was uh, yeah. I was talking about that. To, uh, at work today, but uh, yeah, it's the Dolphins in the uh, in the Saturday night game. Uh, it's an all AFC East game. Uh, the Dolphins uh, are travelling to New York to play the Jets, who are given two and a half points. I will be going for the Dolphins, I of course. I fancy the Dolphins just because the Jets are really struggling, and yeah. it's two and a half. If they were getting the free at home, I might be tempted to. But you know, I think the Dolphins can probably find a way. And you know, I bet against them last week and regretted it. Yeah, well, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult one though because we we're probably going to be without Tannehill. By I think things, you are so. going to be without Tannehill, but yeah. Moore is not an incompetent. There are worse backups <clears throat> to have in the league, so mm. yes, certainly are. And you know, certainly are. And Bryce Pet- Petty, I don't think exactly set the world alight against the Forty ers So no, no, he didn't. Well, you you could be in worse positions. You could be the Browns. The Browns are the next game. Uh, they play the the Bills. They travel to uh, to Buffalo. Uh, they're given nine and a half points. Could this could be, this be the week? I possibly, but I I I very much doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so personally. I think I'm leaning Bills, but I'm not happy about it because that's a lot mm, of points, and the Bills aren't great. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Exactly the same. Person. I think the week after is the week for the Browns. They're placing the Chargers, who've just lost two more key pieces, and that might just be it for them. Mm, you heard it here first. Um, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Uh, div- another divisional clash. Six and a half points given to the Bears. <sighs> the Bears have done all right recently, you know. 
they've, yeah. they've covered a few couple of lines for me, and they're, they're putting in like a credible performance. I don't know if it would be enough to keep John Fox's um, um, job there, but I think I'm leaning Packers after that yeah. performance. But you know, my my yeah. worry is that the Packers don't seem to have been able to put it together multiple weeks. But Aaron yeah. Rodgers was very good, but injured again. Yeah. But you know, went, one-legged Aaron Rodgers is as good as an awful lot of other teams' quarterbacks. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Steelers Bengals is the big one for you. Uh, you this is your uh, your big rival game. You're at home uh, and you're given three and a half points. I'm kind of tempted by those three and a half points. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah. No. The logical pick is Pittsburgh, and I will probably yeah. go there. But I'm, I, I, I want to acknowledge that the fan and me off a couple of, of wins with uh, Vontes Burfick only having given away one penalty since he's come back. Okay, there was some extracurricular stuff, but he's at least not getting flagged and has been playing very well. Um, but yeah, no, it's probably with Steelers. But you know, there's hope, mm. which is a dangerous thing. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, Lions Giants. This will be a good game, I think. Um, four and a half points given to uh, to Detroit. I haven't got the hang of the Lions yet. Um, Vera, Vera. I can't get I can't get used to them being good. No, it's not that. I'm fine with that with Jim Bob Cooper <laughs> and stuff in the defense, but it, it's just matching them up against certain teams troubles me. The Giants with that win against the Cowboys, and it's just like it's more for Giants actually. But I've been struggling to pick all year, and um, yeah. just when I think, oh, they're really good, they lose a the game, and then they go beat the Cowboys. They see, just seem to have the Cowboys numbers. Um, I'm thinking I might fancy the Lions to Lions to at least keep it close. Yeah, uh, I am going to. I think I'm going to go with the Giants on this one. I think I'm. But again, that could change. I don't know. Um, Titans Chiefs, another one that could be a good game. Uh, the Titans are given five and a half points. I am just perennially. You know, there are some teams every year that you just really struggle with. The Giants is one for me. The Titans are another because every, yeah. it feels like whenever I pick them, they lose, and whenever I pick against them, they win. This week, I'm tempted by the Chiefs because I think they've just been really good and on a roll. Um, I think they're a the better team. And they're I'm at home, Chiefs. so yeah. I'm leaning Chiefs, but that probably means the Titans will at least cover. Mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Chiefs as well. So if, if you do go Chiefs, at least we'll go down together. Um, Colts and Vikings, uh, two teams that have not looked horrible, but not looked great either. Four and a half points given to the Colts. Colts are surviving on Andrew Luck playing really, really well, and everything else going apart. The Vikings. Um, have just been so beset by injury. I'd love to know how your dad's feeling at the moment. I I think I'm <laughs> leaning Colts maybe because of the points, but I'm really I, I, this is a hard game to pick. It is. I'm I, I'm thinking Vikings to be honest. I think I'm going to go with it. I think I'm going to go with Vikings. Yeah, I mean, it's the four and a half points that worry me, but the Vikings have yeah. been good at home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Eagles and Ravens, uh, six and a half points given to Philadelphia. I know the I know the Ravens have been good, but that's a lot of that's quite a few points. That is the Ravens really need this though. They 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 want to stay in the um, playoff race, and the defense has been pretty good for large stretches of it. They struggled against the Patriots, but the Eagles are not the Patriots. Uh, apart from Wentz is you know well publicized troubles, but their receivers aren't great, and I think they're a work in progress. And so mm. I. Think think I'm leaning Ravens although that is a lot of points yeah it is I'm I'm going Ravens I think on that one uh, Jaguars Texans I am reluctantly six, but strongly picking Texans <laughs> yeah I am I am so, six and a half points given to, to Jacksonville it's, it's, it's not enough I don't think no um, 
49ers Falcons. That, this is another one with with a huge amount of points. Uh, Thirteen and a half to be exact, given to the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going. I'm I'm going to pick 49ers up just off the back of that. Yeah, I think you're right. Particularly as I don't know what the injury status is with their receivers, but um, yeah. the 49ers have a, a pretty rubbish. Um, Pass, pass defense it's not what I'm worried about it's the rush defense and the Falcons have a pair of running backs that seem to be doing a lot of damage but yeah 13 and a half is an awful lot of points certainly is um, Saints Cardinals um, this could, <laughs> no this, could, this, is a, this is a really close one two and a half points given to the Saints yeah and you've got a five and eight team versus a five and seven and one team and you just I don't have a lot of confidence in Ibram at the moment um, I like yeah. Drew Brees I like Bruce Arians um, it's, everything sort of cancels this out um I guess I lean Cardinals because they're at home. Maybe and Drew Brees hasn't been that great over the last couple of weeks, but it's a tough one. Yeah, um, I'm 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 going Cardinals. I think Fair I think uh, it's it's difficult, but I, th- I think I am going to go going to go Cardinals. I think I, I I I don't think they did great this weekend, but I think I think a lot of that was down to yeah. to the weather and that kind of thing. But um, Patriots Browns next one um, and the the Patriots the, the, Broncos. sorry Patriots Broncos even. <laughs> Um, Broncos give them three and a half points. I don't think that's enough. Uh, uh, Broncos are at home, and their defense seems to know how to play um, how how to play the Patriots. And Von Miller is kind of amazing. That said, yeah. um, Dante Scarnecchia, who's the line coach, has come back for the Bron- uh, for the Patriots already this season. Um, I think there's a good reason why suddenly their line is looking a lot better than the the, the real problems they were having at last season. So maybe they'll be able to take care of um, Von Miller and his pass rushing brethren. I think I agree. It's not enough, but it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if the Broncos did something. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Patriots, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it it could be a good game. Um, Raiders Chargers. This is the easiest pick I've had all week. This has got to be got to be the Raiders. I, I'd agree with you on that one. The um, just just too many injuries for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Even even though they're giving that two and a half points, I think uh, I think it's that will be the uh, the Raiders by some margin. Um, Buccaneers Cowboys now Cowboys obviously will be looking to to bounce back this week they're, they're seven and a half points are given to the Buccaneers who are looking good themselves the defence has been playing well for the Bucks, and I just I don't know if they're the players to blitz which seems to be what everybody's saying is, is slowing that Prescott down as much as anything I kind of find, find, fancy the Buccaneers to do a sneaky cover um I'm not sure the Cowboys are, are going to beat a team with an 8-5 record by 8 points even if they are at home Mm, I could I, be wrong I, on that, yeah. but I just just get the feeling there might be a sneaky cover there, if, if even if the Cowboys do win. Well, I'm thinking Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think by the looks of things, looking at the uh, the percentages of people who've, who've voted already, I think that's quite a quite a popular vote by the looks of things. Um, Panthers, the uh, Carolina Panthers against Washington, four and a half points given to uh, the Panthers. Uh, this is the Monday night game. What do you think? I guess I'm leading Washington, but I'm not happy about giving away four and a half points. Um, yeah. Um, the Panthers seem to have stiffened a bit in recently, and so you know they've, they've sort of got themselves back five and eight after a truly dreadful start to the season. Um, but the Washington offense just seems to do enough. But they've been winning games quite closely, and so I could part of me worries that the Panthers are going to cover that. I I'm, I think this is going to be Washington. I'm, I I think this is a not too difficult pick. Personally, I think I think the uh, the Washington or, or, or should should do this. Interesting. Whether whether they will, we'll, we'll see. I, I, but, uh, I, I feel I've it's a, a closer pick than that, but you know, one of us I've, has to be right. 
I've got a good feeling this week. I've got a good feeling I'm going to get back into it. <laughs> it's a horrible slate of games. I know. Or, or rather, it's a horrible slate of lines. There's some interesting games, but yeah, mm. it's a fairly horrible week week for um, picking. I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for on this episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again next week with our most festive of episodes uh, as the season starts to draw. Ooh, sleigh bells, sleigh bells. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's it. Bring them back. Uh, we'll be looking at week 15's games as well as making our, pe- uh, our picks for week 16. Uh, in the meantime, though, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast and to get it delivered to you straight away each Thursday night. And also make sure you check out the blog to keep up with what G's been up to in the week at thewrongfootball.com. If you want to get in touch with us, please make sure you either drop us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdan. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>